This is Tim Maitland, the host of Revenue Radio, coming from Studio 53 in Dallas, Texas. This is your source for the best B2B business development thought leadership that you'll find anywhere. I'll be talking each week to industry leaders and trendsetters about the things you care about and giving you the tips you need to take your business and your sales pedigree to the next level. So let's just jump right into today's episode. We have a great show coming up for you today. Today, I'm featuring MarketScale's very own Director of Marketing, Lauren Farrell, and we'll be discussing how... Uh, sales has just completely evolved with the ongoing development of the digital world. You know, we used to be in a sales world that uh, really revolved around the sales team having all the power. The buyer had to come to them to get all the information. But now with the power of accessible information and the digital focus only getting stronger, the buyers have all the power because they're able to find the information right there at their fingertips. And the sales team's job is to provide really just a, a good experience and answer questions. So today, Lauren will share her best practice on bridging this gap between sales and marketing and how sales reps can use content to provide that positive experience. So that's coming up here in a few minutes, so stay tuned. But let's start with today's hot topic, the little hot take. All right, all right, all right. In the words of Matthew McConaughey, my fellow UT alum, you know, today we're, we're looking at something fun tonight. We have game five of the World Series, the, the Nationals versus the Astros. So it's, you know, as a baseball enthusiast myself, you know, it's something that I look forward to and it's probably my favorite sporting event of the year. Now, we're looking at something a little bit different uh, with this year's World Series. And what I mean by that is we have these two very, very large market teams, you know, a team out of Houston, a team out of D.C., which are two of the biggest cities, uh, top 10 cities in regards to population. But the audience, the viewership is down. And it's actually the first two games of this World Series were the two of the worst performing games out of the worst 10 ever. And that's not okay. You know, that, that's not okay. You see baseball. They're trying really hard to combat the sport uh, when it's slowing down. You see campaigns happening every day, like Let the Kids Play, which is all about, you know, baseball changing to where the fans are able to engage more with players and players do more audacious things like bat flips. And the postseason, if you've been watching, you've seen their campaign, We Play Loud which is a really cool mix of taking old kind of footage and showing what baseball used to be and showing all the insane Gatorade pours and bat flips and screaming that players do after successful moments. And, you know, I don't know if if that's enough. You know, being a baseball enthusiast, it's kind of sad to see the sport that I love really trending down in regards to viewership. And, you know, it might sound crazy, but for you sales reps that are listening to this that are selling tickets – you know, I don't know where your industry is headed. I, I think your job's only getting harder. You know, I, I can't fix baseball, but if I was going to, you know, my best advice to Major League Baseball would be to start creating more of an experience around the game. And for you sales reps, I think it's going to be the easiest way to sell your product is sell the entertainment experience that happens to take place at a baseball game. Don't sell the experience of watching a four-hour game with juice baseballs in the sweltering summer heat. So MLB, if you're listening to this, 
I'm really excited to see what experiences you start adding to your ballparks so fans like myself and people who don't even enjoy the game still want to go and still want to watch because they see it's an experience outside of of just the sport. But we'll uh, we'll tune in. We'll do our part in growing the ratings by watching tonight. So let's take a break. And after that, we're going to have Lauren Farrell on. So don't go anywhere. Have you ever thought to yourself, podcasts are pretty cool. I should use one to market my company. Good news, you're not alone. But where do you start? MarketSkills Thought Leadership Club makes it easy to dive into the world of B2B podcasting. With in-house podcast production, audio hosting, and more, MarketSkill can be your podcast partner that sets you up as a thought leader in your industry, creating the content that powers B2B. For more information, head to marketscale.com and find out what thousands of companies already know to be true that podcasting is the future of thought leadership in B2B marketing. All right, and we're back. And now I'm very, very excited to welcome our very own Lauren Farrell to the, to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about the movement of sales from being a very sell-hard mentality to today being more of an educate early and often mentality and how it's marketing's role to bridge the gap for sales teams. Lauren, good morning. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me this morning, Tim. So Lauren Farrell, do people often ask if you're related to Will Farrell? It's becoming more and more common, but our names are not spelled the same. So I, I'm always in. I'm always amazed. See, I don't think people need to know that. I think you should just say yes. Should... There's there's a distant there's a distant relation there. He's a seconds oh, cousin cousin. You mean my cousin Will, right? Exactly, <laughs> my my cousin Will. I would if I had the last name Farrell. I'd I'd milk it for everything I could. But uh, you know, Lauren, thanks for for coming on today. Um, I know you have a lot of experience working in several industries and and having different roles. Um, That's one of the reasons I'm excited for you to share your insight. Uh, But before we dive in, I know you actually have a lot of experience working with Major League Baseball. You worked with the, uh, with, uh, you had some internships in Minor League Baseball, and then you worked for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, what's your take there with, you know, the baseball viewership being down, even though baseball is really pushing for the game to be the most exciting it's ever been in regards to the gameplay? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely interesting, Tim. It's something, you know, you and I were actually talking about earlier, how MLB, I think, does the best of any of the major leagues in terms of, you know, NFL, um, NBA, um, in terms of their marketing and media. Um, The Let's Play Loud campaign is a great example. So they're really doing a great job with content to connect with their audiences. But when it comes to attendance, you know, there's things and factors of the game that I think are prohibitive to people, you know, the length and the slowness. And we know baseball and youth isn't as big as it always has been. Um, And really, MLB as a whole has really moved to that experience-driven approach um, that we're not just seeing in baseball, but across business. Um, And that's something that they're doing well. But on the other hand, it is still shocking that with this World Series that has two teams that, you know, are from bigger markets, but don't always see a ton of success. You know, it's something that normally you would think people would be jumping on that opportunity. But we also know it's a busy time of year for sports. It's the only time all major leagues are playing. So there's a lot to compete with. 
Yeah, it's definitely a, a watered down time for that, and, and you are competing. But yeah, it's wild. You know, when you go to baseball games this year, I think back of going to the games growing up. Uh, you know, we had season tickets to the Texas Rangers, and back then it was very much about the game, right? We would sit and we would watch the game, and you might even keep stats during the game or, or fill out a book. But now you walk, and there's all this crazy food, there's lounges, there's all of these games for kids, and you know, the random drunk uh, adult will jump in there. But um, yeah, it's just, it, it's fun to, it's fun to watch. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Major League Baseball is trying to make those moves because I think it's good for the sport. But, uh, you know, let's, let's dive into the topic. You know, Lauren, we have a lot of new sales uh, development professionals listening to this every week. Uh, you know, some are even fresh out of college. So, you know, with your experience, what was your first job out of college? And was it really the right direction that you wanted to take your career? Yeah, absolutely. So my first job out of college was actually with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I was a marketing and journalism major. I knew I wanted to go the PR marketing route, um, but there was an opportunity in sports, a common, um, I guess, pathways through what's called an inside sales program. And it's, you know, it's learning sales, it's cold calling everything. And from my perspective, I knew if I learned sales, I would understand business way better than going straight into a PR role. Um, and straight into marketing roles is a little harder, but I knew that having a foundational understanding of sales helps as a marketer and someone at higher levels of future parts of my career, I would understand business a lot more and understand people and understand, um, really, you don't have a business if you don't have sales. And that foundation for me is um, something that helps me do what I do today. Um, and for people out of college, you know, sales can be intimidating. It's not the most um, exciting role. I think there's people that are uh, built and born to sell, but I think everyone has a piece of them that can succeed in that role. Um, and at the very least, it helps you be able to educate your colleagues and be able to speak from a place of experience and truly have a better understanding. And I think ultimately, from a sales and marketing perspective, be able to better align with the rest of the company. Definitely. And you know, you use this word educate there. And I think that's why more than ever, it's it's really the marketer's job to bridge the gap with the sales team because those sales reps need good content. They need to focus on educating and they don't have the, obviously the bandwidth or time to create that material. And that's where, you know, the marketing team comes in, you know, so you have all the sales experience, you've done it for years, you know, now you're in a director of marketing position. How would you say your past sales experience has helped you be the best marketer that you can and the marketer you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things we see a lot today, um, and probably honestly over the past three or four decades, is there's silos put up between sales and marketing departments. You know, marketing is self-fulfilling what they think is great and sales is doing what they think, but ultimately you can't have marketing. Marketing exists to support sales and sales succeeds based on marketing supporting them. So it's counterintuitive to not work together. Um, and I think, you know, in other organizations I've worked in that you have seen that, not that they don't get along, but they don't, their roles don't exist. They don't collaborate. They don't break down those silos. And, you know, obviously in opportunities where you can both work together, the wins are so much bigger. Um, and I think from my perspective, having worked in sales, I understand that importance. Um, and, you know, as a marketer, yeah, there's things you want to do that are cool, but does that drive the business forward? Not always. And I think that's something that people need to remember is, you know, honestly, uh, you know, whether you're a VP or a director, you should be working with your colleague in that business development and that sales teams. Um, and 
we kind of use the phrase here sometimes smarketing, which mm-hmm. we have um, kind of has a double meaning, smart marketing and sales marketing. They You really have to work together to make sure that you're driving the vision of the company forward. No, definitely. And not just driving the vision forward, but also building trust. You know, you hear a lot today about sales reps needing to build trust with buyers. You know, sales used to really be relationship-based, and that's how you would build trust. So you would take your clients golfing, or you'd take them out for, for dinner or drinks, and you would really rely on that relationship. And the buyer really needed that because if they were going to get that information, they needed to ensure that they were working with a sales rep that they trusted. And so there was this weird little world of kind of not trusting sales reps and spending a lot of money to build that trust. But obviously, with all this information today, sales reps, you know, aren't really relied on to give the information as much as provide that that good experience and, and just kind of continue to educate by by building the trust through content. So, you know, how does sharing content and storytelling help sales reps build that trust on a daily basis compared to what it used to be through relationships? Yeah, absolutely. We were talking yesterday that facts tell and stories sell. And today we have all of this data and information, and that's really vital to be able to have those um, opportunities to provide data for decision making. But the stories that we're able to tell um, to show real examples, you know, I could tell you that, hey, Tim, you know, I have a client that, you know, doing this, you know, you incorporating this content marketing strategy has grown, you know, 10%. But if I can show them with a story, not just the numbers, but showing the content they used um, or um, really mapping out what that looks like, um, it's completely different. We're visual people um, and there's still that relationship part that's key. You have to build trust, but we can really show instead of just tell. We're not just telling anymore. We're showing. No, we, we definitely are showing, and I'm glad my teachers uh, made me do so many show and tells growing <laughs> up. I didn't think I would ever use that, but I use that more than anything else I, I learned in, in the third grade. But, you know, we keep saying content, content, content. It's an easy, easy word to say, but what does it mean? You know, if I'm, a, if I'm a new business development rapper, I've just made my move into sales, you know, a lot of times it's my job to go to the marketer and say, hey, I need this. I need this tool to sell. So what sorts of content should sales reps be asking their marketers for to help them out on the daily basis? Yeah, we're in, we've talked about this experience economy. I think the biggest thing is knowing your audience. What you need for one prospect versus another are different. Um, You know, there's not a blanket strategy that works for everyone. Um, As I had mentioned, we know visual content is important, um, but it's really important to provide those details of who that audience is, who that um, prospect is. And we know today that, you know, we have video, we have podcasts, um, but what type? And really, it's up to the rep to gather their information gatherers um, to provide to their marketers. So either A, they can provide that content or those stories um, or gather them and create them for those sales team um, to really, we're, we're moving to that account-based marketing a little bit more where we're creating the this specific content for this specific prospect. And that's really important. That information is really vital to be able to provide that content. Definitely. No, you you really do hear a lot about account-based marketing. And what's nice about the marketing world is the technology is only getting better, right? The CRMs for the sales teams are getting better. Uh, The marketing automation is getting better. That's even really an old term, right? You hear a lot about, you know, marketing automation or, you know, inbound is dead. Uh, You know, what innovative marketing, you know, can we expect to see uh, in the next five years because of the development of technology? You know, where is it all headed? 
Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of things, Tim, in five years. You're going to be like, oh, that's so cool. I never would have thought we'd have this. Um, One of the big things we see today is conversational marketing in these chatbots. So I think that's a great look into the future of this hyper-personalization. So what I think we're going to continue to see is new technologies that are engaging buyers. We know people are more impatient today than ever before um, with technology than get answers. So I think the different platforms and technologies we're going to see evolve are really focused in that hyper personalization and the idea of being able to answer engaged buyers all the time um, and really focus in on that experience economy, personalizing for the experience. Um, And obviously, and Tim, actually a great example is, um, you know, AI and VR and how that's working. And um, I know you and the rest of the team here is already starting to do it. And I I can imagine in another year or two, the technology is going to be on a new level is you give tours of our office to prospects um, via an iPad. But I'm sure, you know, I can foresee in the future that becomes something that is on a completely different level than we can imagine today. It's really diving into that experience to build that trust. Definitely. No, I think it's it's important, right? Uh, and B2B especially, right? This is all B2B focus. We have to remember that the human to human element is still important. And the more you can humanize your brand, like giving a tour of your office or introducing uh, folks to other team members at work with you and that'll be working with them, that really does go a long way. That's actually something I didn't learn uh, in my sales career until just probably, you know, a year or two ago. You know, I was so focused on, you know, me essentially being the hero and me selling and me working the deal when I had all these brilliant minds around me who could speak towards the topic even better, who can humanize the company even better. So yeah, the sales reps listening, get your team involved. That's such a great point, Lauren. The the more stakeholders you can get who work for your company that can meet the client or prospect, the better uh, chance that they work with you. It really is true. So, you know, Lauren, uh, everyone that listens every week, they always enjoy the advice that our experts can give us because, you know, why else do you really tune into podcasts? You, you listen to learn and, and you, you want to get advice for your life. So, you know, what's one tip or key advice that you'd give anyone listening to the show that's a business development leader or aspiring to be one? What's your best advice for them today? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and it's actually really simple, is to build relationships with your sales team from a marketer standpoint. And from a sales team perspective, build relationships with your marketing team, whether you're um, an intern or you're a new business development rep, all the way up to, um, you know, the VP level, that it's so important that those teams have the same collaboration and alignment, um, that they work together to achieve goals. Um, if you're, you know, separated, your job's just that much harder and you have these resources within the same organization. Um, and it's something so simple. It's building relationships with the people you work with. Um, and I really think that that is key today. Um, there's actually a stat I saw from LinkedIn that sales and marketing alignment can lead to a 32% increase in year year over year revenue growth. And that, that point right there is just incredible and is a testament to how important those relationships are. No, definitely. Relationships are key in everything. And Lauren, thank you so much uh, for coming on today and and sharing your insight. Love that I get to work with you and love that we get to broadcast a little bit of your thought leadership today to all of our listeners. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Tim. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, perfect. Well, it's time to sign out on my side. I I like to end in a, a fun quote. So in the words of Winston Churchill, for myself, I am an optimist. It does not seem to be much use being anything else. It's a great reminder to always stay positive. It's contagious and you'll end up selling more. This is Tim Maitland. It's been fun. Over and out.